I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Ricard Raquel wouldn't meet anyone's definition of prospect, but his future here, man, I am telling you, it can still be so, so bright if he's left playing where he played last night. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Red Wings, six. Penguins, two. Last night at PPG Paints Arena, even though the Penguins used a lot of their main guys, including Sid, Gino, Latang, Jari starting in goal. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Uh, the Wings have a group of young players who are basically playing for their lives, meaning their NHL lives. And on a team like that, that's had so, so, so little success for such a long time, they see it as realistic that they'll make it if they perform well in games like that. Oh, and also, the other guys just don't give a crap. But what did matter out of this game, in addition to Brian Rust and Brock McGinn getting goals, was that Sid was on a line between Jake and Raquel. And that tells me at least a little bit that Mike Sullivan and staff are considering it. And boy, would that just be a wonderful thing if it works. That's the part that I can't emphasize strongly enough because you can't force something if it doesn't happen. If it turns out that all that occasional, sporadic, accidental, it looked like at times magic between Sid and Raquel late in the regular season last year, if that turns out to have been just whatever, you know, anybody could have made a pass here or there or you know, that they just happened to be on the ice together in certain situations that allowed them success, whatever. You only know these sorts of things by looking at it and by looking at it over time. But you can't look at it if you don't allow it. And the fact that they're allowing it, even if it's just for one preseason game and then afterward, this wouldn't happen, but I'm just throwing this out there for fun. They look at the score sheet and they see Sid was minus three and Jake was minus three and Raquel was minus two. This was an absolute disaster. 
they looked at it. Okay, they gave it a shot. They'll probably give it another shot. Every other variable in this equation is known, meaning you know Sid can play with Jake. You know Sid can play with Rust. You also know Gino can play with Rust at a very high level. And, and notice, please, I'm leaving second line left wing out of the discussion for the moment because it just feels like a totally separate category. The only thing that's still to be determined here is whether or not the Raquel with Sid slash Jake thing works. Oh, 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 oh. And maybe one other thing, and that's this. How good can Raquel really be? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Say what you want about Raquel's career in Anaheim, and most of it from an individual standpoint, is is solid. He never really jumped off the ice at anybody. And obviously, the Ducks weren't exactly a big hit for the better part of his time there. They had their runs a few years ago, but certainly not anything in a long while. Now, if you've watched Raquel the way I've watched him in the time that he's come to Pittsburgh, and you know how that goes, you watch players so much more intently and, by the way, so much more critically when they're playing for the team that you follow, you've seen a guy who can do some things. In fact, I don't really have a particularly long list of things that he can't do. He's got size, he's got speed, really sees the ice, uh, is as good a playmaking winger as you could hope for in the modern NHL, where that sort of thing really isn't even in style anymore, and can finish can really finish. Got some zip to that shot, including from longer range. Now, can you go back over his time with the Ducks and say that he's played with guys the caliber of Sid and Jake? Nah, I mean, they've had good and close to great players there in that time. I'm thinking, obviously, of Ryan Getzlaff more than anybody else, but Raquel wasn't a guy that was up there all that often, meaning on the first line. But to be out there five on five with Sid and Jake, to maybe even work his way onto the power play, now you're talking about another level. To his credit, Raquel himself is speaking in this camp about taking his game to another level. It came up just yesterday before face-off. I think just being uh, more involved in, in every situation and... Uh Try to create more when I'm when I'm on the ice the whole time and uh, put the pack, puck in the back of the net when I have the chance. Good for him. That's how you're supposed to be thinking. And and I'll tell you, the Penguins themselves, meaning the management, Ron Hextall and Brian Burke, paid him like someone who has another level. They paid him like the player they saw post trade like the player that they saw fitting in in Pittsburgh. Also, you know, 
playing for money. Let's never, ever discount that when it comes to professional sports. He knew he was heading into a contract year. He knew he was heading into the biggest contract period of his life and that every shift was going to get measured in some form or other. Well, it did. And it was appreciated by the people who were employing him. So the Penguins went out and they found the money, even though they didn't really have it. And they kept him. And I promise you, they kept him as a top six guy, possibly as a top line guy. Wouldn't that be something to emerge from this preseason? When we come back, J1Q. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And today's J1Q comes from Nick Powers, who asks, How did a team using a full NHL lineup get blown out by a majority AHL lineup? Nick, I touched on this a little bit in the opening segment when I mentioned how hard the Red Wings and their individuals that they brought on this trip need to be competing. For a lot of these guys, this is their Game 7. That's part of the awkward dynamic of the NHL's kind of unwritten understandings when it comes to these preseason games. I mentioned this the other day in relation to to the two Columbus games, the home and home on the same day where the Penguins sent out all their bad guys, so to speak, to Columbus and Columbus sends all their bad guys to Pittsburgh and the games went 
kind of according to script there. The one here was won by Pittsburgh in overtime. The one out there was won easily by Columbus. Detroit's in a different boat. And I don't want to turn this into a big, you know, soliloquy on the state of the Red Wings because that's not what this show is about. But Steve Eiserman is not going to take excessively long to build the wings back up. He's way too smart, way too proud. And by the way, way too accomplished in this particular field. For those of us who remember Stevie Y for everything that he represented as a player, he's also that as an executive. He's the one who created what everyone's enjoyed down in Tampa Bay, including his various successors. He's the one that built that group. So when he makes it back to Detroit and he sees Dylan Larkin and a whole lot of nothing, he's going to do his thing and he's going to create a culture where young players are extremely competitive with each other. Moritz Sider, the big, strong, rugged in a modern hockey context defenseman who just won the Calder Trophy and had my vote, by the way, for that award, now has company. There's now more than just Larkin and a couple other dudes. And this was the first preseason game for the Wings. So they come here and they see, whoa, Sid, Gino, Latang, and look at all those Stanley Cup banners up there and everything else. They have a chance to impress. Whereas on the other side, and this is the part where I would hope, really hope, that people who followed this franchise for a long time can understand, you don't even want these core players to have their foot on the gas all the time. They're going to end up playing, by my expectation, one more, and that's it, preseason game, if that. And I don't even feel that's necessary. They need to be ready for the opener, the real opener. They know how to do that without going around and chasing a bunch of Detroit children's tails. This is the kind of thing I talk about a lot as it relates to football prep and to baseball prep. It doesn't come up as often in hockey because in hockey, everybody talks about effort. It's the first thing that comes up after every loss. You ever notice that? It's the only sport. No one says we didn't try hard enough in baseball. They don't say we didn't try hard enough in football except for very rare occasions. But in hockey, it's just casual. You can even bring it up. You didn't. Okay. I'm just saying in general. You can even bring it up after the first preseason game. So that's my way of saying it doesn't matter. And there's a reason that Mike Sullivan was able to walk into that press conference area last night with a smile on his face and just say, basically, whatever. We got stuff we're working on. You know, the Penguins were 0 for 9 billion on the power play. And Sullivan's answer again was like, whatever. We haven't even started working on that yet. That's the other component here. In football, you go through a whole month before you play an exhibition game. In baseball, you go through six weeks, six weeks of spring training before throwing out the first real pitch. In hockey, you show up for camp and you're playing a preseason game two days later. So just, I, I, it probably shouldn't have taken me five minutes to get to this point, but that, that, that's the point. That's absolutely the point. I appreciate the question. Your timing was terrific. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, and we'll do another one of these tomorrow.